What's going on, guys? It's Danny from Fantasy Stock Exchange here. And today, I'll be going through my top Week 11 waivers. 10 players total that you guys can pick up to boost your squad entering Week 11 of Fantasy Football. With crunch time heating up for your guys' playoff push, these pickups can help you pick up some wins through bye weeks and injuries and potentially set you up for a bye week in your Fantasy Football leagues. Hopefully, you guys won in Week 10, but if you didn't, I'll be outlining five main players and five honorable mentions that can help you secure the dub in Week 11. And this week in particular, we have a loaded waiver wire. Some guys in the top five, maybe some of the guys even in the honorable mentions would have been a top three overall waiver pickup in recent weeks. So make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you know where to blow that fab on because a lot of potential league winners down the stretch in this week's waiver wire. But, but before we get into the main players, as always... Gotta hit that damn intro. And number one, Brian Robinson, running back of the Washington Commanders. Clear two-man committee right now between him and Antonio Gibson, especially with J.D. McKissick on the mend with his injury problems. And with this situation, we know that Brian Robinson is that between-the-tackles, two-down grinder for this team. Antonio Gibson being that space back, occupying that J.D. McKissick role. And as we know, if this is a two-man type of committee, I think Brian Robinson can provide RB3 type of value. And of course, if anything were to happen to Antonio Gibson, could potentially be in running back two territory down the stretch. Kenyon Drake, running back of the Baltimore Ravens, as well as his teammate Gus Edwards, running back of the Baltimore Ravens, should also be rostered in your league, but check to make sure. When it comes to Kenyon Drake, his value right now with Gus Edwards on the mend with his hamstring injury from the past couple weeks makes him, you know, that running back two, three type where he can provide a ton of value in your lineups as long as Gus Edwards is out. I think right now the immediate production is very tantalizing when it comes to Kenyon Drake. On the flip side with Gus Edwards, more of a stash play when he comes back healthy, but, but he would be in Kenyon Drake territory had he not got hurt. I do think that this is his backfield to own once he comes back from that hamstring injury. Here's Tony wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs. 457, I believe, in this game. Looked really explosive. They skimmed him to open some touches. I think he could potentially operate as that wide receiver 1-2 on this team moving forward, given that explosive yak ability he brings to this team. And then finally, George Pickens, wide receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Young, ascending rookie talent. Still has a ways to go in terms of consistently commanding targets on a game-to-game -game basis. But as we know, very explosive player. If the targets come with the explosive ability he has shown on the field, this could be potentially a wide receiver 2-3 down the stretch, in my opinion, as the Steelers offense starts to figure things out. Next up, we got the high-priority handcuffs, a.k.a. the guys that you want to stash on your bench now in case their starter were to go down, in case their starter were to you know start playing bad. These are the players that could potentially be RB2 pluses down the stretch. Deion Jackson, running back of the Indianapolis Colts. As we saw with JT's absence, he is the clear-cut handcuff running back for this team. Obviously missed this past week with injury, and Jonathan Taylor did return to his explosive play. But again, if anything were to happen to JT, Deion Jackson would be the guy you want to own in this team. RB2 level projection in that instance. Alexander Madison, running back of the Minnesota Vikings, one of the most polarizing players in fantasy football as a whole. I don't really think his standalone value is all that impressive. It's not on, you know, the A.G. Dillon, Tony Paul, or high leverage handcuff type of range. However, if Dalvin Cook were to miss any time, this is a legitimate top 10 running back in your rankings. And as we know with Dalvin Cook, older running back, big workload, degenerative shoulder problems, there's a very high likelihood that he could potentially miss some time, especially in fantasy playoffs. And having a guy like Alexander Madison stored on your bench, stashed on your bench to give you that upside in fantasy football playoffs could prove to be a league-winning type of acquisition. 
Isaiah Spill, running back of the Los Angeles Chargers. I get that he did cede some touches to Sony Michelle this past week, but as we know with Austin Eckler, the majority of his value actually comes from past game type of situations, earning those targets on that depleted Chargers receiving core. And if Austin Eckler were to miss any time, Isaiah Spiller is the more suited back to take on those third down duties, to take on those receiving duties in comparison to what Sony Michelle brings as that tone setting between the tackles runner to this team. And then finally, we do get into Jalen Warren, running back of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we've seen all year that Najee Harris has been one of the most inefficient running backs in the entire NFL. Jalen Warren providing that spark, providing that boost for this team off the bench. And we saw this week that he actually really closed the gap between himself and Najee Harris in terms of splits of the backfield. I believe he commanded about 45% of the team snaps this past week. A lot of third down duty mixed in for Jalen Warren. Again, I think he could be a standalone, you know, mid to low end running back three. But of course, the implied value here, if, if anything were to happen to Najee Harris, we could potentially be in store for Jalen Warren to be a running back two plus down the stretch, given his receiving profile, given the potential workload that could be at hand if Najee Harris were to miss any time. And then finally, before we get into the main players, you guys would have already seen the Monday Night Football Commanders versus Eagles game. Comment down below your thoughts on that game as you watch this video but the players to watch in that game quite simply on the eagle side kenneth gainwell slash boston scott running backs at philadelphia again if anything were to happen to miles sanders they would be immediate pickups from a fantasy football perspective and then on the flip side for washington Jahan dodson rookie wide receiver he looked like an explosive playmaking type of asset for this team prior to his hamstring injury earlier in the season. I'm really curious to see his potential workload as he's working back from that hamstring injury. If he has a really big game, he's going to go for more. He could potentially be a top five level option on the waiver wire. But you guys are going to have more knowledge on that than I am as I'm recording prior to Monday Night Football. Now let's get on to the top five waiver pickups of the week. Number one, Rashad White, running back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rostered in 45% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. And, and it only took the 9.30 a.m. game in Germany to spot this week's number one gem on the waiver wire. And it's rookie running back Rashad White of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We finally saw the takeover we were craving. White commanded 47 backfield snaps to Fournette's 21 and took over receiving duties on third down. Leonard Fournette did leave this game early with a hip injury, so I have really yet to see whether that, you know, was a full Rashad White takeover or more so a doing with Fournette banked up. But either way, you are bidding the farm on Rashad White. Fournette has looked like a rundown 27-year-old running back, and the hip injury, quite simply, is not going to help him reclaim that bell cow status. At this current point, you got a 23-year-old Rashad White that gives this team a better chance to win. And a team, again, with Tampa Bay, coming off two straight Ws in the last two games. And Rashad White is the juice this backfield needs. If White maintains this majority role over Fournette in this backfield, his baseline would be as a fantasy running back two with potential for a league-winning running back one surge down the stretch when it comes to Rashad White. I really don't care how much fab you have left. All of it goes towards Rashad White. I literally have listed here, fab 100%. This is your league winning running back. This is your Rashad Petty from last year, only with a receiving profile on a potentially better offense. Go scoop Rashad White, play him as a running back three for the time being, but with legitimate top 50, maybe even top 10 level upside, I see that being in case for Rashad White. Next pickup is going to be another explosive young rookie running back with Isaiah Pacheco of the Kansas City Chiefs rostered in 24% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. He basically phased CEH out of this game. 35 snaps to four for CEH, and he is the clear between the tackles running back for the Kansas City Chiefs right now. This backfield has become completely clear in my opinion. Pacheco is going to be that early down back. 
McKinnon is their third down receiving back, and both can be extremely valuable on this high-octane Chiefs offense. With this now being a two-man rather than a three-man committee, I believe both Pacheco and McKinnon are much more valuable as running back threes from a fantasy football perspective. Isaiah Pacheco being a high-end running back three with RB2 upside, Jarek McKinnon more so being that steady running back three, especially in PPR formats, given his receiving acumen. And when it comes to Isaiah Pacheco, the thing that is so valuable for him is that his upside right now, given his early down role and young age, can pay off in multiple ways. Either one, he could potentially take more opportunities from McKinnon in the receiving game. Or number two, if McKinnon, you know, a smaller, older back, were to miss any time, both of them would result in Isaiah Pacheco potentially being a league-winning running back. You are legitimately seeing a back on a great team that is going to score a lot of points potentially being scooped up on the waiver wire at this portion of the year. We want, we crave this profile, this situation, this opportunity at hand for him. And you can't hold back on your bid. I have listed here again, he's another max bid level player, a priority pickup from a fantasy football landscape. These top two running backs this week are all you need on the waiver wire. Again, if you have all of your fab, what is stopping you from at least getting one of these players on your team added for week 11? Number three in the first wide receiver on this list, Christian Watson, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers, rostered in 9% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. He balled out against my Dallas Cowboys. You guys see the jerseys hanging in the background? Posting a four-catch, 107-yard, three-touchdown line on eight targets from Aaron Rodgers. The rookie finally showed the promise the Packers envisioned when selecting him with their second-round pick. Again, he finished second on the team in route participation, en route to this monster stat line we saw this week. We know for the most part that rookie receivers typically blossom as the season goes along, and we finally saw Christian Watson's coming out party. Now he has an opportunity to potentially establish himself as the Packers wide receiver one down the stretch. And as we know, being the potential wide receiver one for Aaron Rodgers after a huge win that could potentially jumpstart this Packers offense holds a ton of upside for fantasy football. I'd personally rank him in that tentative wide receiver three range moving forward, but I think he has legitimate wide receiver two plus upside given his role, given the potential to earn targets in an Aaron Rodgers led Packers offense. I wouldn't be shocked if the Packers go on a run here on out and Christian Watson would be a big emphasis. I would say that 20 to 30% should be able to get it done when it comes to Christian Watson. Number four pickup of the week is going to be Elijah Mitchell running back of the San Francisco 49ers and he made his return for the Niners this week. 20 opportunities with 18 carries and two targets this past game. Again, I still think that CMC is the clear back down here. I, I don't really think that's a hawk date like duh. But Mitchell gives an explosive between-the-tackles compliment to CMC's game. Think of this as a potential similar situation to that of, you know, like Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler in recent years, with CMC getting around, you know, 14 to 18 carries and 6 to 10 targets per game, and Mitchell figuring in that 15 to 20 carry per game area. I think that Mitchell right now has a solid running back three baseline for standalone value, and we've seen before that Mitchell is indeed a good NFL running back, and I think he could have a potential Rashad White-level uptick in value, as I mentioned, if CMC were to miss any time in this backfield in terms of fab i think 20 to 30 percent should be able to get it done when it comes to elijah mitchell if he is still available on your waiver wires and then finally number five we have paris campbell wide receiver of the Indianapolis colts rostered in 18 percent of yahoo fantasy leagues we finally saw the return of matt ryan as the colts starting quarterback and the return of fantasy relevance for paris campbell as a result he ran the second most routes on the colts this past week and tied for the target lead with michael pittman 
32 targets in his last three games with Matt Ryan under center. Campbell legitimately presents solid flex wide receiver three level value with Ryan and is the perfect bye week filler given the elite volume we have seen from him in recent weeks. I think he'd be a clear cut number two in this offense, an offense that has averaged 40.63 passing attempts per game when Matt Ryan has started. And for the time being, I think he can potentially be viewed as a top 40 level wide receiver moving forward. In terms of Fab, 10 to 20% should be able to get it done for Paris Campbell. Again, a perfect bye week fill-in type of player. But now we get on to the honorable mentions, and we have pretty much a doozy here. A bunch of high upside wide receivers on this list. Traylon Brooks, wide receiver at the Tennessee Titans, 20% roster now in fantasy leagues. Not a very good game to come out. He did look like the focal point for this Tennessee passing game, and I think he's going to keep getting better as the season goes along. Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver at the Cleveland Browns, roster in 35% of leagues. I mentioned him last week. Sean Watson coming back soon. Target earning this offense coming off a five for 99 game, despite not scoring a touchdown, which I mean, he's averaged about 13 PPR points per game in like the last six or seven games, despite not scoring a single touchdown. That touchdown upside is going to come once Deshaun Watson returns to the Cleveland Browns. Nico Collins, wide receiver of the Houston Texans, coming off a monster game this past week. Looks like that clear-cut wide receiver two in this offense after Brandon Cooks. And given Brandon Cooks' displeasure, I wouldn't be shocked if Nico Collins could potentially work as the number one in this offense moving forward. And then finally, Jameson Williams, wide receiver of the Detroit Lions, rostered in 20% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. Dan Campbell has been on record saying he expects him to return sometime in December. And as soon as Jameson Williams returns, this could legitimately be a wide receiver three, wide receiver two type from a fantasy football perspective. We know that they don't have TJ Hawkinson anymore. DeAndre Swift dealing with some injuries. Outside of Amon or St. Brown, they don't really have a presence in this receiving game. I think Jameson Williams would immediately step up into that role. But either way, I appreciate you guys for sticking to the end of this video. Again, I mentioned the like goal being 150. So if you're watching, you're enjoying, make sure you hit that like button. And of course, subscribe to the channel. We are on the road to 20,000 subscribers as always. Currently at about 17,000. So Again, if you're new to the channel, you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you do so. But until then, see you guys later today. I will be dropping my top streamers entering week 11 at the quarterback, tight end, and defensive positions. Make sure you stay tuned. As we know, Tuesday is waiver and streamer day. So make sure you grab your meal and enjoy that video as well. But until then, take care.